Today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we check in with Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. We normally talk leech lake fishing with him, but he's vacationing on Lake Vermilion, so we'll dig into that. We'll definitely talk leech lake walleye angling. And, of course, as the football coach for the Brainerd Warriors, we need to find out his thoughts on the postponement of football to season shorties. number four. It's all coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad when all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand. Nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much F-I-S-H-double-I-N, fishing F-I-S-H-double-I-N, fishing I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer, catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N for Bunyan Country. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, today we were checking back in with Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Uh, typically, we're talking to Jason when he's on Leech Lake, uh, but today he's up north over on Vermilion. Jason, uh, what is it about Vermilion that lures you up there this week? Uh, childhood. Ah. It's a place that I I went as a kid for years and years and years. And then now my wife and I have uh, kind of made the tradition and taken our girls here now for the last, I think, five. And, and so it's kind of one of those places where I, uh, I always say I kind of got hooked on fishing. And so it's uh, it's pretty near and dear to me uh, to come here every every year for a week and, and uh, kind of remember a lot of things as I was when I was a kid and share those memories with my kids and do a little fishing and hang out and relax, and it's kind of a good way to kind of wind down as we kind of get close to the end of the summer. Vermilion's such a cool lake. It's got uh, tons of fish in it, uh, all the species we all like, and, of course, all those islands. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, honestly, it's, it's, it's feel, you feel like you're in Canada. That's yeah. the, the unique thing about it. It's really unlike most any lake in Minnesota, and but yet it has the, it's, it's a close distance, you know, three hours from where I live, and and uh, I mean, I remind myself all of that all the time. That it's only three hours away, and maybe I should go and fish a lot more. But so it is truly a beautiful, beautiful lake. Have you been fishing yet? Yes, yeah, I actually been out here this morning, and uh, I don't know. I think I put eight, nine walleyes in the boat this morning, and a little mixture of some keeper fish and some bigger fish, and so I, I don't hit her too hard when I'm on a vacation. I get out and fish early in the morning, fish the evenings, and uh, get the kiddos out and mother and father-in-law and just kind of uh, make sure I set aside time for them because when you're busy guiding all, all you know, summer and doing the football stuff and everything, you sometimes the, uh, you forget you got to spend more time with your family. So that's a, that's a big part of why we come. Yeah, absolutely. So with uh, Lake Vermilion, do you find that it fishes like a typical Minnesota lake or is it a little bit different? Uh, a lot different, you know, I, I mean, Leech is such a, you know, it's all, I mean, most lakes are wind-driven lakes, but Vermilion's got so many uh, rock reefs and, and big transition areas that, um, you know, it's funny because everything, you look at a map and you think, oh, that looks like that'd be a really good spot, and sometimes it's a dead sea and sometimes it's got fish on it, and and so it, you, it's really, I mean, like anything, we've got trusted electronics, but um, the structure is way different in the lake. The forage system is different on both sides of the lake. The west side lake is a lot of perch, um, whereas on the east side lake, you know, the Cisco's and everything else. So it, um, 
it's it's a unique challenge. There's no doubt about it. And uh, it's like anything. It seems like every year you can't fish memories, so you got to come out here and just kind of go fish and see what you can figure out. But uh, I'm buying a lot of my keeper fish uh, that I've caught. I've, I've been out deeper uh, off these reefs and like you know 25 to 26 feet of water anywhere where there's a little bit of mud or sand around, and that which is nice. They don't get snagged up all the time trying to fish in the rocks, but. Um, and then the bigger fish are holding closer to the rocks. That seems to be the, the case most days. Okay. What else will anglers find out there besides good walleye? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great bass lake, um, smallmouth on both ends of the lake. Uh, east end's probably a little bit better for smallmouth fishing. Um, and then really what drives a lot of people here is, is the musky fishing. And um, it, it's real class over here. I mean, you've got a real legit chance of catching a 50-inch musky out here. I don't spend a ton of time. Uh, doing it just because I know how much time it takes to really put in to do a good job with it. But, um, you know, whether it's, you know, I mean, there's a super good chance, and it's unique because a lot of the muskies out here are starting to really uh, relate to open water. And so it's really trying to change the name of the game. Most time muskie fishermen get used to fishing structures in the middle of July, and there's still a lot of fish out roaming around in open water. People who are, who are pounding away at it. So between the bass and the muskie and the walleye, those are kind of king this time of year, but it does have really good pan fishing in the spring as well. And um, and then you're so unique. Yesterday I took my daughter out with, with uh, Billy Rosner, and uh, we went pike fishing on the Vermilion River. And, I mean, you talk about a place where you feel like you're in the middle of Canada. It's just this windy river that goes back, finally opens up, and then you get back in there, and it's, you don't see anybody. And uh, it's, it's pretty. It's a pretty unique thing. So you got a lot, lot of different options around here. And if you're a golfer, there's tons of really nice golf courses and great resorts on the lake. And uh, really two ends of the lake are very different. The west end is... Um, more narrower uh, arms, different things going up um, to fish, whereas the east end of the lake opens up a lot more down in Big Bay, uh, a little bit bigger water, and, they, and they, like I said, they definitely fish way different. Uh, but it's beautiful. I mean, you can go everywhere, and they're between the islands and the channels and everything like that. You really do feel like you're in a slice of heaven. Okay. So, it, it, <coughs> excuse me, I've been out there a few times with a friend who's um, who used to have a family cabin on one of those small islands, and yeah, it's a it's a treat. It's a unique adventure, no question. When you are getting re- when you're out fishing with kids as a guide, you, you got to be pretty serious about fishing. But when you're with your kids and you're wanting them to have fun, uh, how do you approach it? You know, to me, it's uh, if, if they I, I don't ever push it. I don't ever push fishing on kids, and, nor my kids for that matter, and. If they want to go, we go. And if they want to fish for 20 minutes, they fish for 20 minutes. And they want to fish for two hours, they fish for two hours. And and um, like last night, I took the family out, and I fished. And they just, uh, the ladies just sat there and chatted and laughed and told stories. And I asked if they wanted to fish, and I said, nope, we're good just being in the boat. So, you know, that's the number one thing is don't ever push it. And then from there, you got to keep it simple. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of things when I'm taking my own kids. Um, you know, pulling crankbaits or slip bobber fishing, or if I'm in an area where it's nice and clean, you can do some windy rigging and teach them how to do that. But, you know, it's nothing where you want to get overly complex with it. Keep it simple, uh, which is a pretty, pretty simple motto that we use for even guiding in general with most people. But, you know, and then yeah, just make sure if you're going to go out for an outing and go out for a while, you, you, you know, pack some snacks and you have all that kind of stuff. And we, we, we always turn on the tunes in the boat and, and uh, find a way to laugh. But it's all about just you know, managing and, and figuring out what they want to do and what's most important to them. And sometimes it's just uh, being out there and riding around the boat, and sometimes they want to catch fish. And, 
And and then, you know, more point, don't always get caught up on trying to put walleyes in the boat, for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes uh, catching a smallmouth bass or a rock bass or a pike could go far, you know, much, much farther in regards to getting kids hooked on fishing. So, you know, my daughter, that's why we do the Vermilion River thing every summer with Billy. And is, you know, she just likes to cast and, and uh, you know, pike are usually pretty aggressive. And so, I mean, I really think you got to, you know, got to tailor it to the kid and, and as the kid grows and, and likes to fish more and more, then you can get more serious and teach them more things and, and whatnot. But it's really about what they're interested in and not what you're interested in. That, that is, uh, I, I think, just great advice. I mean, if you are out there being Mr. Serious Angler, they're going to get bored in about uh, five minutes. Oh, exactly right. You know, that's when I've had little kids in my boat for dive trips, I've had days where the best thing in the boat where there was the minnows or the fish in the live well. And, then they, and those kids played with those minnows and they played with the fish in the live well. And, and um, you know, as a guy, do you really try to take that, um, you know, pressure off the parent when they're with us? And, and we take care of the kids and, and we've got different things in the boat just to keep them engaged. And uh, it's amazing how long you, a kid can stay on the water if, if, as long as you keep them engaged. And that's the most important thing and not being too serious about it. And, and uh, laughing if they get a tangle and, and whatnot because it's really not the end of the world. This has been my guest spending his week on Vermilion, but up next we'll find out how he's been catching fish on Leech Lake. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan, Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest today. All right, prior to vacation, uh, when uh, what's been going on on Leech Lake the last few weeks? You know, Leech is starting, I think, turn the corner a little bit. Um, it's uh, July's been a little bit of a grind at times, and now we're I think we're turning the corner here in August. Um, it's a it's a stick and run game right now. You 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 very seldom do land on a pot of fish that you can sit on for two three hours and, and kind of peck through them and catch fish. You really is it's one of those deals right now where if you can you know pull one to three maybe four fish out of a school that's pretty good. And then you got to move on and try to find another school. And um, there's tons and tons and tons of bait in the lake right now, and so that uh, makes it a little bit of a challenge. Um, but for us right now, we're still catching a lot of our walleyes and you know anywhere from 13 to 18 20 feet of water. Um, pulling lindy rigs has been good in the mornings, um, just on with crawlers. Uh, it seems to be the best, uh, leeches at times. Uh, we're still doing a little bit of power corking, you know, throwing slip bobbers around, and that's working as well And some of the shallow sand flats, uh, you know, from 6 to 10 feet of water. That usually is an early morning deal. Then it kind of dies off by 9, 9.30. Um, weeds have been okay uh, for slip bobber fishing as well. Uh, but one of the, kind of the best bite, honestly, once we kind of get to that mid-morning where things kind of start to slow down with the shallow is uh, pulling crankbaits right now. And that's, you know, I had a trip uh, right before I had vacation here, and we went out. We kept, uh, I think we had five in the boat, um, keepers there, uh, my last guy trip in the morning. And then I just decided, hey, we're going to go pull crankbaits, and, um, which isn't for everybody, but if you kind of make it fun and and uh, you got to turn the tunes on a little bit and, you know, we kind of make it a game, and everybody gets dialed in on what's going on. It, it could be a lot of fun, and we actually did really well pulling crankbaits there at the end of last week. And I know some of the guys have been doing that here, and so just finding long, long break lines uh, that you can make long passes and runs, uh, pulling either number five or number seven shad wraps or flicker shads. Um, you know, you're going to see pods of bait, and those walleyes are just going to be spread out. That's usually the best way uh, about going about things here, and and um, that's 
really been the best way just to cover ground and really catch fish. I have talked to a few other people who have uh, mentioned crankbaits that this is seems to be the best uh, approach right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you just got to mix it up. Seems like some days one telling is better than another, and other days it's uh, you know you just got to kind of pluck through and figure out. Like last week, uh, fire tiger was good, and anything purple was good. Uh, but the next day, it sounded like perch patterns were good. So you know, it's really figuring out what they want and then going from there. Typically, the weather uh, affects us more than it does the fish. But are you seeing this uh, un uh, the, the the stormy weather doing anything to the fish one way or the other? Uh, you know, it seems like after we get those storms, it definitely alters things a little bit for a day, and then everything kind of shifts and transitions with with the wind, and then from there, you know, you just kind of kind of adjust and such. But those fish don't move move far; they just readjust oftentimes on the structure. This has not been a typical late summer stretch. It hasn't been particularly hot. We we have had wind. We haven't had that, you know, dead water a whole lot of the time either. So it's a little different than a lot of summers. It is. It's been crazy. We've had times where the wind has blown. We've had times where we've had multiple storms. Um, it's really been a test to, I think, fishing in general is just really being willing to adapt and, and, and understanding that some days the fish just aren't going to bite as well as you'd like them to bite because of the weather and and so that's where you just got to sometimes realize that uh, you got to say fish win and the lake wins, and today, tomorrow is another day. What other fish are going right now on leech from what you're hearing from your, your pals? Uh, you know, the guys who have been musky fishing have been putting some muskies in the boat, um, you know, fishing Main Lake Rocks and, and you know, those areas. There's a lot of guys out there doing that on, on our uh, leech right now, so that's been going pretty good. We've actually been catching some nice bluegills and cabbage uh, a lot of times when we're slip hopper fishing for walleyes and so that's kind of been a one too i haven't done much bass fishing uh but hit some of the local lakes as well uh there last week when i was out guiding we, we hit different lakes every day and uh, did really really well catching smallmouth bass on some of the, the rock piles and such on some of the smaller lakes which is always a, a good little change up as well if you want to get off the big water jason freed from leisure outdoor adventures my guest anybody who's listened to this show at all knows that he is the head coach of the Brainerd warrior football team and a longtime assistant prior to taking over the head coach this year he and lumberjack football coach brian stoffel have some of the same issues first year head coaches dealing with COVID 19 and football being pushed into the spring we've heard from coach stoffel on high noon it's time to get jason's thoughts this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures, in addition to being an outstanding guide, is the new head football coach for the Brainerd Warriors and a longtime assistant. He's been part of a great but friendly high school football rivalry between Bemidji and Brainerd over the years. But right now, no rivalries. Everybody's unified in trying to find a way to make football great for everybody, even with the changes. So we're going to talk a little bit about football. You know, we do know uh, that there is no football in the fall. Uh, a lot of other activities not going on. We don't even know, you know, how many kids will actually be in the classroom. So this could mean an unusually busy fall on the water. It's, it's going to be interesting. What's crazy for me is my boat is actually sold. <laughs> and uh, so the guy uh, who's going to buy my boat is probably coming all the way from Indiana has a vacation book. So I'm going to have to get my boat up a little earlier than I'd like. Uh, but yeah, we're going to spend a little bit more time. I, I told somebody in an interview last week, my, my football kids are going to spend a lot more time hunting and fishing this fall than they normally get. So they're probably pretty excited about that. I'll probably try to do a little bit more fishing myself and maybe a little bit more hunting if I can get that in. And, you know, but like I told the kids at football camp, uh, at the end of July, I said, we all knew football season was going to look different. We didn't know how it was going to look. And, and, uh, we knew there's probably going to be a little bit of adversity that came with it, but, 
in reality, it's all about how we deal with it and how we go about attacking the day. And, and uh, our kids, are really, I think, really handled the news very, very well. And we're excited. I mean, I think there's a silver lining to this. The best news is that it did not get canceled. And we're going to have a chance to work with the kids a little bit here in the fall. We found out yesterday we're going to get um, we get 12 um, practices with them in the fall, basically through the month of September and the first week of October. Um, and then from there, we'll just plan and we'll get better. And the kids will be able to get bigger, faster, stronger in the off season. And it'll and then it's almost going to be like spring football in the in the spring. And we get a chance to have a shortened season. And like I said, that that's better than having a canceled season. It's going to be odd having Friday night lights on. In, in March and April, but and into May, but that's the way it goes. Hey, it's going to be all right. There'll maybe be a little shimmer and gleam of the snow out there as well. But, uh, <laughs> we're going to make the most of it, and uh, I, I think everybody's in the same boat. Let's let's just go ahead. Let's have a season. If it means we got to shorten things and not have as much, that's okay because high school sports are the oftentimes a major major part, along with the activities that go along with the school for the experience for the kids and. As long as we can have some of those things, I think we're still going to give our kids a great experience. Well, I tell you, whether it be the school boards and superintendents and principals or the Minnesota State High School League or whoever, these are people who have to try to come up with the best plan with no good options. I, I do not envy well, them at all. 100%. They had, there was, it was, uh, to them, you know, I hate to say it's almost, it was a lose-lose situation in a sense because they knew you were going to make everybody happy. But in the end, they had to make high-quality, educated decisions, and that's what they did. So, uh, yeah, you'll get some practices in and uh, and play some football later. And, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting mindset that, that uh, everybody's going to have to adopt, um, from the guys who broadcast games to the the coaches who run practices to the athletes who play. It's going to be weird. Yeah, it is, you know, and that's and it is, like I said, it's all about what, what you make of it. And, and um, you know, there's going to be people who are going to maybe still be upset about it and and I do feel bad for some of the smaller schools who maybe aren't going to have the facilities and things like that. And and I would guess, you know, a place like Brainerd and and um, even maybe Bemidji State, some of these places that have maybe facilities are going to be able to be more apt to be used that time of year. We're gonna they're going to be busy. Uh, we're probably going to have other schools probably partaking and using facilities and whatnot. And and it's like I said, it's all about how we look at things. Uh, we can sit and be upset that we didn't have it in the fall. And, and but in reality, that's business and that's what we have to do and and so we're going to look at things we're going to evaluate things and um you know you're going to weigh the pros and the cons and, and in reality I, I sat down one evening and kind of reflected and i said you know i think there's more pros than cons right now and then so for me if there's more pros than cons then it was a good decision well as you look at your your reconfigured schedule and and i know leisure outdoor adventures in particular has an, a lot of ed- educators who have different schedules this year how is that affecting um, the ability for you to be? Uh, I guess I would think you'd maybe be a little more flexible with more more fall trips available to you. Yeah, you know I think so. I mean, I, I, I to be honest, the Canadian border being closed has has made for a super busy summer. Um, and I'm you know up on Vanilla and talking to guides and and whatnot. And you know I I've talked to people who they're booked almost all the way through September. And I think that the, the whole COVID thing and everything has obviously got people a little, you know, a little bit of cabin fever. And I think people really want to get out and do things. And and I think you'll see that even this fall. I think you'll see people and now that some of these sports have got moved and kids aren't as tied up on the weekends. I think you'll see people traveling and going places. And I think our guides and whatnot will be fishing more and guiding more and, and taking advantage of that. But it's um, 
you know, I, you know, and like I said, we can all sit and dwell about this, and and ultimately you can control the controllables, and and uh, you have control over what we do in life, and and where we go, and what we do, and how we look at things, and uh, ultimately I think that's what most people are kind of starting to figure out is, hey, let's just worry about what we can do, and and, uh, and we'll just kind of move on and have life from there. And you can uh, control the fact that you'll get uh, more fishing time in the fall, which is, uh, a lot of people say, the absolute best time to be out there. Yeah, 100%, 100% honest oh. with that. I'm uh, I'm excited. I, I get to maybe fish a couple tournaments this fall. I don't normally get to fish because I'll, I'll be available and do that. And, and uh, it is by far my favorite time to be fishing in the fall, especially for walleyes and and uh, typically, I spend my Saturday and Sundays. Very rarely do I get out and go fishing in the fall. Uh, but typically, my Saturday and Sundays are full of watching film and game plan and prepping. And um, I told my wife, I'm not sure what I'm going to do this fall because <laughs> we aren't going to have football. And now that the Big Ten doesn't have football this fall, and uh, I guess I'll have a big honeydew list and I'll get all my yard work done and I'll make some time for the woods and the water. And um, yeah, it's going to be. It, it, who knows? It may be a good uh, refresher for a lot of us as well. Uh, devaluate things in life and and uh, come back renewed and, and ready to go. And um, like I told my my football parents, I told the players here after we found out the news there last week. I said when March fifteenth comes, it's we're going to be going from zero mile zero to one hundred, and it's going to go really fast and it's going to be super you know super intense. And so we're we're actually excited about even having more time to do some things with the program um, here this fall as a new head coach. Um, you know, stuff that you were maybe hoping to get done, but you realize maybe you had to put on the back burner until your second year. And so I'm looking at it as well from a head coaching standpoint, saying, hey, I might have some time now to do some other stuff from a program standpoint that I didn't have time to get through that I would have had to do, you know, do in year two. So, like I said, there's always a silver lining. It's just figuring out what it is. Well, Jason, uh, if people are interested in doing some fall fishing because they've got time as well that they maybe haven't had in typical falls, uh, how can they get a hold of Leisure Outdoor Adventures and get something set up? They can just go ahead and go to um, our website, leisureoutdooradventures.com. They can call us at 1-855-LOA-HOOK, or they can go ahead and check us out on Facebook and uh, Instagram, and we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and seek you out, and we'd love to get you on the water. Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures, outstanding guide in the Leech Lake area primarily this week up in Vermilion and taking time on his vacation to talk with me. I appreciate that, Jason. Have a great week. Awesome. Thanks, Kev. Next show, we wrap up the week and get you ready for the weekend with another Jason. Jason Rylander will join us. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for listening. Now we're going fishing. Bye-bye, young country.